Hey friends, welcome to the Rhythms for Life podcast, where each week we talk about four rhythms that help you reduce stress and anxiety and take charge of your emotional health. Rest, restore, connect, create. These ideas come from Rebecca's best-selling book, Rhythms of Renewal, trading stress and anxiety for a life of peace and purpose. So grab your copy, invite your friends, and let's live in rhythm. Welcome back. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Gabe. We're almost at a year of when all the things shut down. Yep, that's right. I feel like it's good that the we're going to get past the weeks. year. We all made it through the two weeks. <laughs> plus, 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 Two weeks plus, times. Plus. But Anyways. we don't need to go there. We all get enough of that in the news. So let's just focus on happy things and rhythms for life. And yes. we are thankful for you guys just being a part of this community for so long now. And we can't tell you how encouraging it is to hear your comments, your reviews, just all the friends that you're inviting into this community and the conversations that, you know, are Mm -hmm. ongoing, even outside this podcast. Many of you may know, or some of you maybe haven't heard, but there's an online community where we go deeper and Rebecca's interacting on a weekly basis. Yes. Rhythms for Life community has been such a joy. In fact, last year really catalyzed it. We started April 1st and we're still going strong, learning every week, discipleship, lives every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. I... I'm loving it. I know, sometimes just... I'm involved like every now and then, but I love listening to you teach. I feel like you're teaching passion, mm-hmm. which you used to travel and do that a lot, and you still do, and that's kind of coming back where mm-hmm. you're out. But like you've been able to channel a lot of what you might have taught in front of a live audience mm-hmm. into like this community, and they're able to interact with you and ask their questions and get, get mm-hmm. your feedback real time. It's pretty cool, and I think you and I's hearts are both – so committed to discipleship. I think that's been something God's really stirred in us over this last year. So this has become a way really for discipleship to happen, not just around rhythms, but around getting into God's Word. What does God have to say to us about a lot of things? Right. When you think about small group or Bible studies, you know, even in the early church, it was always this interaction, you know, engagement and discussion around around the text. And so this has been so fun. It's not just like you show up in a city and you preach a passage, but we're going through this together weekly and everyone's contributing and loving each other and ministering to one another. So it's it's my favorite Wednesday morning thing for sure. <laughs> yeah, and if you want to be a part of that, you can experience that for free for the first month and just see what this community's like and see if it's for you because we've found so many people that have. You can learn more about it at RebeccaLyons.com slash community. And when you go there, you can enter in the code first free and take advantage of that first month and Wednesday morning, you'll be on with Rebecca having a conversation. Now, today, we got to sit down with a neighbor, somebody that Mm -hmm. lives nearby but has an incredible global influence. Her name is Lisa Harper, and she is just wonderful. So fun. Well, when she started talking about Harley Davidson's and John Deere's, Gabe's (laughs) like eyes almost like... John Deere, not Deere's. (laughs) But anyway, she is amazing. I mean, the amount of things she does... (laughs) Outdoors, like I had no idea. I've seen oh, her wow. as a great author, writer, oh, yeah. you know. She's talking leader. about a chainsaw. And yeah. again, you guys are going to love meeting Lisa if you haven't yet. And she's and just she, so funny and so smart all at the same time. Like, yeah. I don't know how you can be so hilarious and articulate in the same sentence. And she's an adoptive mother and just amazing. So let's listen in now to Lisa Harper. Yeah. 
Lisa, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Becca. I'm really tickled to be here. Oh, we love it. I know. I feel like we're neighbors, but this is going to be a, the, probably the most in-depth conversation we've got. And to have we really are neighbors. Recently. I, I mean, we kind of live. I could almost <laughs> throw a rock and hit y'all's house. Not that I would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. don't. But yeah, but <laughs> I might just stand in the yard and call and, to and y'all. Yell. Exactly. That's right. We are thrilled that you're a part of this conversation with us because mm, you're you. you're somebody who brings a lot of life everywhere you go. Everybody who knows you, loves you, talks so well about you because you encourage people. And I think we're in a season right now where people need a lot of encouragement. Yeah, what absolutely. is what is kind of your take as we move into 2021 right now? What are what are some of the ways as you talk yeah. with people you're feeling like, man, God wants to speak to people right now? He does. And I think, I mean, you know, we can all go into the valleys of 2020 because I think it's been hard in a myriad of ways. We had a um a huge loss just about a month into COVID. Uh, someone really close to us mm. took his life. And so, you know, when it felt like the whole world was experiencing the loss of, of livelihood and life, and there was, of course, soon after COVID, all the, just all the vitriol and the discord, our tiny little family, our little corner of the world was mm. grieving so deeply that, you know, sometimes you're just like, goodness gracious, this is a little too much. Um, I was grateful that we had more stillness than normal so we could actually grieve yeah. authentically and not gloss over something where we we needed to go to those um you know to those hard places with the Lord. I think sometimes we have a lid on our joy because mm-hmm. we don't trust God enough to go to the deep places. Yeah. But I think for everyone at some level, 2020 has represented some level of loss. Even if it was just the loss of people you're used to hugging in a coffee shop. And then of course much more, much deeper loss. And I feel like that has sobered us and stripped away some pretense Mm. and people who pretended that they either had it all together or even had the capacity of getting all their ducks in a row um, are now going, okay, I've been laid bare. It's pretty obvious that I'm not in complete control, not just of the universe, but even of my own little story. And so I'm seeing a lot more authenticity. Uh, It may be forced authenticity, but I feel like God has laid a lot of us bare through um, global and personal circumstances. And I think that's an amazing thing. I think it's catalytic. I think, you know, we've heard so many people quote from Isaiah for this year that God is doing a new thing. And I'm like, well, you study redemptive history. He's always doing a new thing. <laughs> yeah, that's not actually life. new. Yeah, he's <laughs> always doing a new thing. But I think we just have eyes to see it, mm. maybe um, more so than we have in mm-hmm. the past. So I'm I'm very hopeful about this season. Yeah. And I, I want to hang on to what he taught me oh, in this so past good. one. Yeah. yeah, I know. I, I I agree with you on remembering. You know, I, I mm-hmm. think the the beauty of of noticing something it always allows you to remember it a little mm-hmm. bit more. It kind of mm-hmm. settles in a little That's deeper. Right. That's right. Um, and I just think when Jesus says this, do in remembrance of me, right. like memory and honor is such a big Absolutely. deal to, to the Lord. And it might have been a big deal to all of us back, you know, in March mm-hmm. and April and May. But are we still going to be able to look back That's on right. that as a a soul-shifting era that Mm -hmm. really created transformation from the inside out. And I think writing, processing, talking, like the more you display that and and process that, you have a a lot better chance of it really turning and taking ground. I totally agree. I think remembering has gotten a bad rap 
in our culture because, you know, I don't know if y'all have. I grew up, you know, I went to every youth conference known to mankind. And I can remember hearing so many well-intentioned, really fiery youth pastors with veins poking out of their neck telling us, don't look in the rearview mirror. That's when you wreck your car. You know, you look forward. God is a future God. And so I thought it's incumbent upon me as a Christ follower, man, I've just got to focus my attention on what's ahead. And I'm like, well, gosh, then you have to chunk Deuteronomy. That whole book is mm-hmm. about looking back and seeing what God has done for you. The beginning of Joshua, they finally cross through the Jordan and make it to the promised land. The first thing they do is set up an altar of remembrance yeah. in the future when your children, your children's children see this. Recount what I've done for you. At the very beginning, actually, the genesis of this devotional was, I don't know if y'all went stir crazy in March, but you know, I'm so used to being on the road. Mm-hmm. And I'm 57. I've traveled since out of undergrad. So to all of a sudden go, okay, mm-hmm. for the foreseeable future, we're going to be right here. At, we've named our little hill Missy's Mountain, my daughter's name. And so we have this little five-acre farm at not too far from y'all. And I thought, oh, Okay, okay, we're here. And after I had cleaned every closet, um, I, you know, I was just like, what do I do? I'm 57 and single. So my husband is lost, wants to have to ask for directions. And <laughs> so I know my way around a power tool. And so I thought, well, I'll just do some heavy landscaping. So I got a chainsaw. I'm ashamed to admit this. That's I'm such awesome. a goober. I got a chainsaw because I thought that'll relieve stress and yeah. chainsaws are something really to good do. For yeah, and you know, I need <laughs> to like dangerous. I'm a total three. <laughs> so at the end of the day, I've got yeah. to know I did something. Right. Yeah. I checked something yeah. off a to-do list. So I was chainsawing this tree because I thought I think a bush would be prettier there, a flowering bush. And I'm not the sharpest on the shed and I'm a delayed responder. So I'm I mean, I'm listening to worship music. I've got my glasses on. I'm trying to like do the right thing and be safety kind of sorta. I'm cutting through this tree, and I see sparks. And kind of as a delayed response, I thought, huh, I didn't know this chainsaw threw sparks. And in that same moment, I smelled gas. (gasps) And so it took me a second to realize I have just cut through one of those little propane lines. It wasn't the big (gasps) one. It was a little one. But I was like, oh. I mean, I start screaming. I'm trying to find out where Missy is. And it was like in that moment of realizing I almost literally blew up the piece that he's breathed on our little family. I thought I might need to dial it back a notch and kind of go, okay, Lord, what do you want from me in this season? And it was it was that, I don't know if it was that day or the next day, but it was those little moments of me yeah. realizing you're probably not, you know, if this is just two weeks in, right. this doesn't bode well for you. I just sensed God say, I want you to sit for a while And I want you to remember, Mm. because you're thinking this is so unprecedented and so tumultuous. I want you to look back over your life at those times that in that moment seemed so chaotic or so confusing or so disappointing. And I want you to look at what I did then. Right. And so it kind of became the genesis for, all right, I want to mine I want to mine the the pinnacles and the valleys, the yeah. times when I was laughing so hard, yeah. either tears streaming down my face, or so I was grieving so deeply I ran out of tears, mm. and look at the sufficiency of oh, Christ. Yeah. One of my favorite songs is Hillsong, Young and Free's Highs and Lows. Oh, I love it. Right? It's yeah. just, it really encapsulates the gospel it does. of it does. lament and exuberation mm-hmm. and rejoice. And, Psalm, and that songs are not mutually exclusive. Right. That you can have dancing and weeping. Those are not opposite ends of right. the continuum. Yeah. You can have grief and worship, legitimate worship, not pretense, fakey worship. 
in the same moment, certainly in the same season. Yeah. Yeah. That feels like truly what life is every day is you're, you're walking through seasons of sadness and joy and they're Mm -hmm. bumped up against each other. Last Mm -hmm. night, I just found out my grandmother passed away, 96 years old, praying grandma, like, like pray for me, Rebecca, you know, by name every day. Mm. Um, and she's with Jesus now and the deep sadness of that. And yet Rebecca and I last night just thanking God for this life, this yeah. legacy, what it, what it's led to. We know she's thrilled right yeah. now. She was looking so forward to being with Jesus. Um, but it's that reminder that life's so short. Mm-hmm. And when we only think it's up and to the right, and it's not about looking back right. and remembering and, and right. going through the suffering, I don't know that we appreciate it the way Mm-mm. God wants us to. I don't, for so many years, I ran scared um, that I, I wasn't willing to, to sit in sadness. I think I was afraid sadness would just swallow me. Mm. And it wasn't until I trusted God enough to go to the deep places that I wasn't afraid I'd drown anymore, mm. you know? And so I realized, I just realized there was a little my joy mm. when I wasn't willing to go, I trust you in the dark. It, it sounds cheesy, but it makes the light brighter. Yeah. Um, I think there's, there's a connection there. It's, Interesting. I'm about still learning that. I'm, I'm, oh, me that, too. That is my greatest lesson: is to sit in the yeah. sadness because I'm yeah. so wired to just move forward, stuff me it. Too. I was. Yeah. I kind of grew up in that environment that that was the way you made it. That's how you I survived. And, and I so, thought I was doing God a disservice and possibly even sullying his bio. Right. To right. ever admit that I was sad, it was like, no, I'm a new creature. The oldest past. <laughs> and it. Um. He's he's been extraordinarily patient with me because I should have known better. Yeah. Um. But I just yeah. I didn't believe big enough. I yeah. was I was really really cramped by fear for a long time. I I love it. That's how you started this conversation of like when we when we thwart the low or the lament, mm-hmm. um, we thwart the joy. Like it's just yeah. to the measure you're willing to grieve yeah. is the measure you're willing to be comforted and be healed That's right. and be free. That's right? right. So it's like it's almost like that continuum. Like you really can't heal what is hidden. So once you expose right. that and get honest with God about it, Right. Um, and and I and the fact that we're talking even about death, I think in the Hebrew culture they were very good at honoring with mm-hmm. remembrance. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad passed three years ago, and with your grandma now, I, it was like we we're making it a real big deal to talk about and to remember. Oh, yeah. And tonight yeah. we're like we're going to go around all the kids. We're going to yeah. all tell stories of great grandma, just like we did with my dad, because it is in a chaotic, busy season. Mm-hmm so much loss. You do have to almost numb mm-hmm. to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that's the temptation. The temptation right. is to numb to keep going. Right. And God is like, no, absolutely not, because all that loss is just showing honor, you know, like that showing sadness. And recognizing that our God is a redeemer, yeah. that even when we can't see it, he is always in the process of mitigating evil and restoring the inherent dignity he imbued in us. You know, my, y'all are we're kindreds because y'all are adopters too. But, you know, Missy's, my little girl's first mom died when Missy was a baby, when she was two years old. And Marie was really sick when she had undiagnosed AIDS and was so incapacitated that she really couldn't nurture Mm -hmm. Missy. So Missy has very few memories of her first mama. And I've gone back to Haiti multiple times to find out there's no pictures. She grew up in a really primitive rural village. And I just have, have, taken a lot of time to find people who knew and loved Marie mm. 
because I want Missy to know in the sovereignty of God, that's her mama. That's yeah. her first mama. Can't wait to meet her in glory right. and go, look <laughs> what God did with our daughter. But Missy and I talk about that all the time. Mm. And instead of it making Missy tenuous, I feel like her foundation is so much more secure mm-hmm. because she knows here's how my first mama died. Here's how she loved me. Here's what she was like. Here's I I think we make our life unwittingly smaller. Yeah. When we don't go to all the places that God mm-hmm. gives us, if he didn't want us to remember those things, he wouldn't have written it into our story. I mm. love it. And you you write about this in your new book called Life. I love this conversation and where I wrote we're it going. For y'all. Well, thank you. And <laughs> I wanted it to fit. <laughs> but we, Rebecca and I, we were laughing about how this your subtitle is the most epic subtitle. And it is everything we've, we've, Lisa Harper. Yeah, and we've ever heard a publisher allowing to happen on a book cover. I'm and shocked we, they it's did. It's beautiful. We love it. it. We're yeah. gonna read it. Here okay. we go. Let's read it together. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And, and obsessively grateful, undone by Jesus, genuinely happy, happy and not faking it through the hard stuff. stuff. Kind, kind of, of life. life. I think that's what. <laughs> so anyway, not that's faking it. it. That's what we're talking about right now. It's right. not faking it through right. the hard stuff because we kind of are taught to fake it, keep moving. We are. Don't stop. So you you created this 100-day devotional to really help people right. process through all the ups and downs of life, some of the heaviest moments they'll walk right. through, like death and grieving, right. all the way to, you mentioned a bad hair day. <laughs> bad hair day. Do you have bad a hair day catastrophe in there. I mean, <laughs> where I, yeah, there's, it definitely kind of runs the gamut of life. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, so what was it for you that inspired the need to say, hey, I need to, I want to help people on to a daily this. basis yeah. start to get this rhythm. Cause I think you're describing a rhythm that it is we a rhythm. as believers it is a rhythm. need to have to encounter every day. I, I am, you know, I'm, I'm 57. So I'm, my hair is chemically dependent and I rarely <laughs> wear pants with zippers now. But, <laughs> but I've, I've been in vocational ministry since undergrad. And what I see, I think now more than ever is this misunderstanding of God's word. It's been marginalized into a rule book or a collection of benign morality tales. And I and you hear all these people, sincere Christ followers, wanting intimacy, craving intimacy with God, wanting a real, how often do we hear that term bandied about, a real relationship with God, but they want it without diving into this supernatural love story called the Bible. And so I thought I want to write an accessible devotional. It's not, you know, there's you're not going to get brain cramps with this, but that has depth, that's chewy, that shows this redemptive guy that he didn't just love us, he so loves mm-hmm. us. Uh, so that my, my hope, I had a, um, a missiology class recently in, in seminary, and we had to give our, you know, you had to, to boil down your life statement into a, a purpose and your core purpose. And I was like, boy, I'm probably the most simplistic person in this doctoral candidacy because I just have two. I have two goals. That's when I get to be with people that they'll be a little more convinced that God adores them, that he loves them so much, and that they'll be a little more intrigued by his word. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of it, yeah, you know? So and good. and so that's really the purpose of this devotional. There's better devotionals. I mean, if you have to choose between this and C.S. Lewis, go C.S. Lewis all day long, or Henry Nouwen, or Watchman Nee. But for somebody who thinks either there's no way, which this was my thought for years, there's no way a perfect God could delight in me, you know, I was just crippled by shame for so long. I felt dirty and damaged. 
for people who think that or for people who think our God is a unibrowed librarian and a punitive God or an unknowable God, I thought, boy, I'd love for them to go, I'll pick that up because that subtitle, a woman's right. whacked. You know, she's not quite right, <laughs> but they feel safe. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't feel so maudlin or it doesn't take itself so seriously that it's, it's off-putting or intimidating. And I thought if they'll crack the cover and they'll just begin to wade into the, the love of God, um, that, that's my hope that mm-hmm. they'll lean a little more fully into his compassion, into his affection, and that they'll dive a little deeper into scripture and not mm-hmm. see it as I have to be dutiful right. to begin to know God through his word, but they'll begin to go, oh my goodness, my story's in there. This yeah. is about, yeah. this is a love story. And I, and I know in here a lot comes out about your journey. I mean, you're writing now from this place because you're a lifelong learner. And I want to talk mm-hmm. about that for a minute. Rebecca writes about this in Rhythms of Renewal. The idea of learning something new is such mm. an important mental yeah. health yeah. rhythm. And you've you've already said your age, so you're fifty seven. Right. Right. But you're in the middle of pursuing I get this degree. You're becoming yeah. you're becoming Dr. Harper. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm thinking about that big breakfast right now. Yeah, the no, pancakes, eggs, ba- it's like three dollars. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's I'll treat you. You can come with me. I'll <laughs> uh, give you my okay. discount. Yeah. That'd be great. But what has it been like for you to take on this new mm. journey to decide I'm going to, you know, I'm not just going to, co- you could have coasted. Nobody yeah. needed Lisa Harper to go get a doctorate, but, but you knew that there was something in this for you. Yeah. What, what was it yeah. that you pursued? I mean, there are two reasons. One of them is I'm an old mom to an 11 year old, you know, so I wanted to model, you know, proclamation is one thing, but people, what we say can go in one way ear and out the other. What we do that's what makes deeper marks on people's minds and hearts. And so I wanted Missy to see me engaged in learning so that maybe that would encourage her. Hmm. You know, she's in the fifth grade, and it has. It's cool. We'll do our homework sometimes together at the kitchen table. But I I believe strongly that we see God bigger, more clearly. We engage with God more fully through the revelation of His Holy Spirit and the revelation of Holy Writ, through His Word, through this mm-hmm. story He left for us. You know, He could have done anything but he chose to write it down. You know, we have this yeah. narrative. And I I just wanted to know God more fully. And I've been undone, y'all. I know y'all are smarties and y'all probably knew all this. But my my thesis, my dissertation is really on taking problematic passages or pra- passages that have previously been misunderstood as misogynistic and using uh, the redemptive movement and hermeneutics to see kind of wow. the socio you went for it historical sounds, context but you start going doggone it i had no idea he was this good or that this was about that i thought this was punitive oh goodness gracious hmm. because when you go through i think our culture tends to think god was a unibrowed library in the old testament and jesus has bright girl hair extensions in the new testament <laughs> and you've got like hard god soft god and if that was the case, God would be bipolar. That is not our creator redeemer. He has always been good. I just think we don't get context. Right. And when you go through scripture, we should be tripping over grace. Mm-hmm. Right. So I feel like I can't tell you how many aha moments I've had of a passage. I mean, I'd read or even taught hundreds of times and I go, oh, my goodness, I didn't see that. And it wasn't just I got a new nuance. Mm-hmm. There's some things I just had completely wrong. Mm. And then you hear somebody who maybe they've spent their entire life exegeting Isaiah, yeah. and they tell you something from that or something from Deuteronomy. Who knew we could be encouraged by Deuteronomy and Leviticus? And you go, oh, I thought that was like 
gross and about scabs and punitive. <gasps> That's about liberation and freedom. So wow. that my, I think it was the second class I had uh, in seminary a couple of years ago. At the end of just the first day, I I couldn't get out of my desk. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody got up to leave, and I was so overwhelmed by the kindness of God yeah. that I was just crying mm. in class. And stayed there, and my professor forgot something, and he came back to the class. It probably went over for ten minutes, and here I am, this you know middle aged woman. I'm mostly in the class with all these smarties, like guys in their thirties, and here I am just sobbing at my desk. And he was like, "Uh, uh, are you okay?" Mm-hmm. You could tell in that moment he thought you should be in the counseling doctorate, <laughs> and um, and I said, "Yeah, I just I'm so undone that he's." He's as kind as I always hoped he would be. Mm. And I said, I think there's a secret corner of my heart that was afraid God yeah. wasn't mm. wasn't as kind as I as I hope or or teach. And I I certainly didn't believe that he was always kind in his disposition toward me because I don't deserve mm. that kind of immutable kindness. So it's been it there've been so many aha moments mm. and I'm I'm more in love with God. And more, uh, really, just more committed mm. to this love story mm. than I than I've ever been. Even youth ministry, you know, I was caffeinated, mm. I had more energy then, and definitely a higher metabolism. But I am more in love with God now than than I've ever been. Well, and it's that prayer for spiritual power that you know the height, the depth, the breadth, mm-hmm. the width. Because I have that moment too. I remember it vividly, vividly the moment where you know I'd been called myself. Christian for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And I was. I believed that Christ, I believed everything about sure. the gospel story when I remember praying with such earnest unction when I was five. Sure. Um, but it wasn't until I was 37 and I was on a flight and I was going somewhere and I was reading all through Hebrews. I was like, I'm going to teach on Hebrews 12, but let's start at Hebrews 1. And I just needed right. kind of a, I wanted to, con- I'm a context junkie as well. Right. I think people who like just loved school needed context. You just yeah. like want to know the why. You're always asking why, why, right. why, 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 what happened before that, before. Right. but then when we get to Hebrews 10, and it just talked about Jesus um, paying that price once, for, once right. and for all. And then that's when God said, I will write my laws on their mind and bind mm-hmm. them on their hearts, and I will never mm-hmm. again remember their sins that's or their right. lawless acts. And I was just like, whoa, 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 back up. Like, you said that then, and that still refer- that still refers to today. Like, right. you don't seek a record of wrongs. You mm-hmm. you don't hold a record of wrongs. You don't condemn, even though you know that I yelled at Gabe this morning right. or that I stalked somebody online or, right. you know, right. or that I compared myself or I felt insecure. You actually see the righteousness of Christ on me. And I, I was like sobbing in right. the, on the plane because right. I was just like, why have I never fully come to know the love of God? And it, it's, it's exactly that, that height, mm-hmm. that depth, like it almost takes and to spiritual- that particular people group. Don't you love that he showed you that when you're feeling less than? Yeah. The Hebrews were considering apostasy. Yeah. And instead of chastising them, God says, I won't keep a record of your wrongs. And you go, goodness gracious. Right. It's not just when we're cross-stitching scripture, you know, <laughs> or being good girls or not thinking bad words in traffic. It's yeah. he is. That lavish. It's extraordinary. Yeah. 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 I love that you shared that moment because I think we need to kind of remember mm-hmm. like when the lights turned on where we're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I really came to know the love. Mm-hmm. Like you've heard about it. You sing about it. You talk about it. But like, when did I internalize that kind of love in such a way that it 
just mm-hmm. broke something off of me yeah. and it split my heart open. And I'm like, I see. Yeah. It's almost I'm now able to taste and see. And don't you feel like you're still learning? Like I feel oh, like I'm sure. in kindergarten. Yeah. I feel like I am, or maybe pre-K, when it comes to knowing the love of God, I I don't. I mean, I I so many times am an, an, am an emotional agnostic mm-hmm. and growing up like you and thinking, I mean, I could talk about grace. I've, you know, my first go around in seminary, I learned just enough Greek and Hebrew to be dangerous. I could exegete grace. Grace was like wet soap to me. Yeah. I still operated under either karma or some type of deservedness that I could quote the verses, but I thought if I don't, if I'm not well behaved, mm. then there's just no way a holy God could delight in me. He might deliver me from my sins, but it's a, you know, it's a transactional relationship mm. to rest to really lean into his embrace. I am so still learning that. Yeah. I thank you for sharing that and just mm. going there with it. I think a lot of people, a lot of people who've grown up in the church have some version of what God was to them as a right. kid. And sometimes that doesn't shift. And yeah. so we have those encounters that are supernaturally led and mm-hmm. like the, the words just jump off the page. And all of a sudden we're like, I never, I never came to receive this like yeah. this. So thank you for doing that. Thanks for being willing to go there, yeah. gi- giving stories, sharing that testimony. I think that will encourage people. And I'm encouraged. So those of you who think Lisa Harper writes books for women, I want you <laughs> you men out there and, and you wives for your husbands. This beautiful book is pink. I will say it's pink. doesn't look like the target audience. Yeah. Is maybe no, but yeah. pink, you know. But it's beautiful. It's a beautiful it's, it's cover. It's pink on the outside, gold. but there's a little camo on the inside. Oh, yeah, for yeah. Sure. Okay, there it is. Camo <laughs> on the inside for the boys. Thanks for doing that for us, Lisa. And thank you for spending time with us. Oh, I love Letting us a little more into your world and how, you, how you're how you processing this. And I think everybody listening is inspired to keep learning, keep yeah. growing, understanding that we never, I don't think we'll ever understand the depths. And, and he you, gets There's better. so much more. Yeah. You know, the longer you walk with Jesus, if you're really walking toward him or stumbling toward him or falling toward, toward him, you know, Psalm 80, 83, 11, no good thing will he withhold. Mm. And I, I keep going, oh, he's even, he's just kinder, he's bigger, he's, he's more gracious than I knew yesterday. Mm. So walking with Jesus, it really is, if you walk toward Jesus, it's Caleb. It gets better. You keep wanting to climb bigger hills mm. to be closer to Him. Oh, love you. We're going to end on that because that's just beautiful. Thank you. Thanks for being a part. Oh, thank you for having me. Isn't she the best? I know. Just so fun. And I hope you guys appreciated that this lady knows how to get the work done travel the world, enjoy a good time. And she made our conversation so fun. Yeah. So grab her book, Life, An Obsessively Grateful. Undone by Jesus. Genuinely happy. And not faking it through the hard stuff kind of life. So (laughs) we talked about, you know, the fun of that cover, but check it out. Uh, It's a hundred day devotional. If you're looking for something to do, maybe with your teens, I know Rebecca, you and Kennedy have been engaging in a devotional. I mean, these kinds of resources just help us do the kinds of things we know we want to do but don't always take the time to do so let's do that and then if you want to join with rebecca next wednesday be a part of the community you can do that for free at rebeccalines.com community and use the code first free and join in with her community and i think you'll be better for it 